Okay, so this one is about the nature of we, the people. <laughs> and uh, this, is a, this is a phrase that's commonly used uh, to talk about um, the power of the people, we, the people. And, um, you know, when I think of the phrase, we, the people, you know, the thing that pops into my mind is the Constitution and um, in the United States of America. And um, so I just want to share the nature of we, the people, uh, versus the government. <laughs> and it, it's not actually a versus scenario. The government's um, an integral part of actualizing um, the will of the people. And that's really... Uh, the dynamic and how it's been established and how it always has been established, even with the crown. Um, you know, in New Zealand, we, uh, our allegiance is with the crown, um, as, um, as natural persons. And so the first thing I want to share with you is that, um, quite simply, we the people is a voice. And um, the government, it, it is the authority for the body. So if, if you think of, so let's use, um, I'll use New, the New Zealand as um, a metaphor. So in New Zealand, we have, um, we the people, a unified voice. Well, we're meant to. It's it's a bit more complex to, uh, than that now because the voice of the people is, is largely lost, but I'll get to that in a second. So you have the collective body. So if you think of each individual human being, their body is a cell in the greater body of the nation of New Zealand. So every human being's body is a cell in the body of New Zealand. And the government is the custodian of the body. And then we, the people, we are the custodians of the voice. And um, so if you think of, you know, when you, when you talk about a, a collective of people, you often talk about a body of people. And um, it's like cells. If you, your, your body as a human being is made up of trillions of different cells and, and it's one body and it's the same with New Zealand. Um, the government is the custodian of the body, the physical body and the vessel. And all of those cells combined create the body of the nation of of the people of New Zealand. Now, so the body is a vehicle; it's a vessel, <laughs> and the voice of the people is something completely different and, and totally separate. <laughs> totally separate. So the voice is it commands the vehicle. So even if so, to give you a scenario, at an individual level. So I have a physical body and then I have a voice and that voice is, is what commands the vehicle. So if I'm, if I'm contemplating, so if I'm sitting here in the morning contemplating what to do in the afternoon, um, it's a voice that's directing me in my mind. Shall I do this? Shall I do that? I'm going to this. I'm going to that. It's always a voice. Whether it's, whether it's an internal dialogue you're having or an external dialogue, uh, the voice contains the will and and my will be done. <laughs> if I want to make a coffee, if that's my will, then the body is power my body is powerless to stop me from doing that. 
um, unless it, you know, is um, incapacitated somehow. Um, and so um, let's say but, but there are very obvious limitations and very um, obvious lines that you can't cross. So let's say, let's say it is my will to um, turn the element on, on the stove and it is my will to touch it. <laughs> well, my body is going to respond um, uh, on its own accord um, to protect itself and, and, and to, you know, potentially uh, jerk away and, and react and respond out of self-preservation. And so that's where the, that's where the line is. That's where the limit is. Is um, my body is it's a vessel to carry out my will. Um, however, the line is drawn at self-preservation, and it will uh, it will intervene um, if my will can be to its own detriment. So it, it will self it will self-preserve and override my will potentially, not, not that it can really stop me, but it will do everything within its power to protect itself uh, without actually imposing its will upon mine. So if I move my hand um, really close to the element on the stove and it's going to get burnt, um, it, can, it can send impulses throughout its entire body and, and all these chemicals firing and preparing itself to get burnt, to deal with, um, the reality of being burnt, I can still choose to touch the element. And um, so this is the nature of um, being the commander of the vessel and, and the reality of um, the vessel being you know, the body or the vehicle, it doesn't matter what you call it. Um, it is the vehicle for um, carrying out the will. And the will is the voice. That's me. That's the part of my nature that is speaking now that is um, expressing itself through the body. And um, yeah, this is really, it's really a simple, once you, once you look at it properly, you can, you can separate the two quite clearly. And so the voice of we the people, so a voice is just sound, right? So I'm speaking right now, you're hearing my voice, it's just sound. And when I say just sound, obviously it's it's the essence of um, of everything is sound, and everything of physical form um, is just a vehicle for the expression of that sound. Um, and so you can combine those things, so you can have a unified voice. And the way to unify a voice is by an individual human being um, sharing their intent or their will. And for others who have a shared intent um, to join um, in that intent, and then you form a group of people who have a unified voice who are shared of intent. And that unified intent is represents the unified voice of um, we the people. And of course, the unified voice of we the people is we're not going to agree on everything. But the whole point is that there are um, there are things that we do all share um, that are common to all of us and um, you know in terms of, the, of being an entire collective let's say 
um, the unified voice of the nation of New Zealand, there, there will be a singularity of purpose and intent that we all share. You know, we all want to survive as a baseline minimum. We all want um, to um, have the opportunity to appreciate the assets, to actualize the potential of our, um, the genetic potential of our body. Um, you know, that's a really rewarding experience. The, the genetics within our body are there to be utilized to, um, to meet the unmet need of, of someone else or to, um, you know, unlock and appreciate dormant potential within our body. And, um, we want to, uh, we want to thrive. We want to be curious. We want to explore our own nature. We want to explore the potential of our body. We want to, um, taste new flavors of experience. We want to transcend our fear. And, you know, there, there, are, there is a unified in, intent of purpose that I think we can all get to and we can all share so that we can have a unified voice. Now, the problem we have in New Zealand is um, actually, I'm not going to go into politics right now. That's that's not the point of this. The, the point of this is to understand what the nature of we the people and what it means. So legally speaking, we the people, um, we are the immutable um, being of New Zealand and it is the will of the people that is uh, fulfilled by the body and the body is the government body. So that is an agency that is appointed on behalf of the voice of we the people to carry out its will. Um, but <laughs> thy will be done. The will of the people is what trumps everything. And so if you were to, if you were to personify New Zealand uh, as a human being, with the body of people and with a unified voice, um, then it is the unified voice of the people and the will of the people that is carried out by the government body. So the voice is the commander, issues the commands. If I want to burn my hand on the element, I'm free to do that. But the body is um, free to prepare itself and to protect itself at any cost, utilizing the resources at its disposal which is all the organs and cells within my body, all the physical um, biology within my body. It can activate the potential of, of those, protect them, keep them safe to the best of its ability, but it can't determine the direction. It, it can't determine um, the course of action that I want to take. And so you, you have to separate those things out. Um, and this is what we see in, in the world today is uh, we, the people, we share our intent and then the government uh, utilizes the physical resources of the human body, of the resources within the earth. Um, it has, um, it has agency upon those. And so ultimately our, our human body is an asset and it's, um, and the government is seeking to, um, you know, turn that asset into wealth. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the originally intended purpose. You know, your, your, your body is the dormant potential to produce something, to meet the unmet need of the marketplace. And so it's in the best interest of the government agency to unlock that potential through education, through healthcare, looking after you, through 
basic infrastructure and services to facilitate, um, you know, the movement of biomass throughout the ecosystem, biomass being, you know, money and, and resources. Um, and, and so it, ha- it has the authority. Um, but it's very important to, and this is a really clear distinction that is really important to understand is that constitutional law, the common law, is the voice. It is the will of the people. It is the will of um, the human being um, being expressed. And then you have statute, and then that is the, um, the, actual, the nature of the actualization of that will. So you need both, um, but they, we need to, I think it's really important, we need to really understand that the, that mechanism of law is only held in place by the will of the people, we the people. Um, and the government is empowered to act as an agent, you know, on behalf of the crown, which in, it is, you know, our allegiance is pledged to the crown. But at an individual level, um, any contract that's held with an agent that um, has a contract with the legal person, which is the name of our body, uh, mine, you know, the name on your birth certificate, that, that's the asset, that's that's the body, but that is not the voice. That is not the voice. And so if I express myself as the voice, separate to the body, and I revoke the authority that uh, some company has or, so, or or that the government has or that any anything under statute has, if I, I'm t- absolutely free to revoke uh, that authority and the agency that someone has um, just through a declaration because my will be done as an individual and um, your, your rights are, are reserved at all times. And that, that includes the right to revoke, the right to repudiate, uh, the right to refuse, the right to remain silent, uh, to withhold the truth, the, the right to anything that you, you're free without question and justification. And uh, very different to the law of statute, but the law of statute is only bonded to the physical asset, which is the, the body itself. Uh, but it cannot impinge upon the will, which is the voice. And so you can use your voice as the commander to um, issue statements of command, um, and they can extinguish and dissolve any and all bonds, bonding any agency to uh, the physical asset of the of the body, which is the name on the birth certificate. And that is the, it's like a, it's almost like the equivalent of a, a deed of entitlement um, that enables um, statutory agreements to bond to that physical body. And, um, you know, so you are the voice, that's who you are, and you are in charge of the asset, which is the name on your birth certificate. So uh, really important to just understand the dynamics of how it works so that you you realise that you are free to wield uh, your power and um, I think if you're, if you work for a company um, that is um, a legal company under statute law, um, it's a body. It, it's recognised as a body, as an asset, um, as a vehicle, 
And, um, but it's very important to understand that even as the commander of your body within that company, uh, your voice is still, um, it is still governed by common law and you're still accountable for the impact of that voice of, of the commands that you issue being the decisions that you make, the course of action that you take, um, you're still accountable for that under common law. And, um, that's an inescapable truth of the impact of your word. Your voice is who you are and your body is the vehicle to carry out your will. And, but only your body is, um, bound to statute law. <laughs> you, but you just have to know that in order to, um, exercise that your will and to wield your power, um, by issuing commands. Whereas under statute, um, the full, um, I would say you're the, the only power you really have as an agent, uh, who's bonded to another, um, asset, um, is to issue a demand because the commander is always the voice, um, that is in charge of the asset. And yeah, so just to zoom out of that, Again, look at the government of New Zealand. Look, sorry, look at the nation of New Zealand. The body, that, that's the government. The voice, it's we the people. It's the voice of the collective body. And um, our will be done. And there's no two ways about it. We just don't have a unified voice because we pretty much, um, we pretty much channel all of our, um, well, we've pretty much delegated all of our authority as the voice to, um, you know, we've given the job of being the voice to the prime minister and the, and their cabinet. Um, whereas what's meant to happen is we, you're meant to have, um, a representative as the voice and that, and that would not be the prime minister. That would be, um, a secretary. Um, who then delegates or, um, is, is a spokesperson on behalf of we the people as that voice. And then that voice is spoken. And then, um, the, the will of the voice of the people is then carried out by the prime minister. So it's, it's delegate, always delegated authority. And it's always the will of the people that is done. Whereas I think, it, you know, at the moment we, pretty much delegate the responsibility for the voice uh, to the prime minister as well, which is not how it's meant to be at all. Um, you know, we're meant to separate out the um, executive and the judicial from the, um, from the will and uh, from the community itself. And that, that will is the voice. So ideal scenario we, the people, have a constitution and it is a statement of intent. And then um, that is carried out um, and executed by the uh, the government body. And they're free to do it in whichever way they want to. Um, but it's always to fulfill the will of the people. And so, you know, I think a classic one is people get confused about referendum 
um, you know, in some countries to have a binding referenda and, um, you know, Switzerland is an example. Um, we've had referendums and referenda in New Zealand and, um, most of the time the government, they, they spend millions, uh, administering it and then they go in the opposite direction of what the people have asked for, <laughs> which is completely, you know, um, I mean, that just goes to demonstrate exactly that the, the body is not following the will. <laughs> it's not, it's not following the commands of the voice. So imagine, be, imagine your body, if you commanded it to do something and it, it just refused, <laughs> you know, you really want a cup of tea, you go to make a cup of tea and it, and instead it decides to draw a picture. <laughs> um, so it's obviously not ideal when, when the body, the government body, um, uh, can choose to reject the will of the commander. Um, but I understand how it's got there, how we got to this place. But man, it's, uh, you know, as someone who's obviously gone into this in great depth and, and, uh, trialed it and, um, lots of different scenarios, um, I can see how it's gotten to this point, but it's, it's, I think it's quite tragic. The, uh, the amount of, um, indifference that human beings have when they feel like they're protected by, um, a statutory contract or an agreement in their workplace, really having no clue that they're responsible for the impact of their choices and decisions uh, as the commander of, um, their body, um, when they're, when they're doing their job, they feel like they're protected by the company and protected by the government and by a statute. Uh, when in, in reality, you're always exposed um, to the impact of your voice, meaning the decisions you make on the courses of action that you take as the commander of your vehicle. So um, I, I would, my, my suggestion would be to people at the moment if you're not aware of the tsunami that's coming with um, Web3 and DAOs and um, common law-based smart contracting um, and distributed authority and all that kind of stuff, if you're not familiar with uh, the settlements that are being made utilizing DAOs that are, are circumventing uh, statute law, um if you're not aware of how people are utilizing it in, um, in civil, in civil law to, um, um, to circumvent the criminal system, um, there is, there is a massive, <laughs> enormous tsunami coming <laughs> and, uh, the, the penetration of the market in terms of DAOs, which are, um, they they're, they're if you, if you operate a DAO, um, from the perspective of being your legal person, being the body instead of the voice, then you're just bound to statute in the normal way. But people who understand that the voice and the body are separate, um, you know, they're already uh, running uh, common law governed DAOs that are governed by the voice under common law constitutions that are utilizing um, companies as a vehicle to, um, carry out the will of the community and those are not bound to statute those DAOs. And, um, 
so th- there are, and at the moment, because you can't, you can't regulate a DAO that's um, not recognized under statute law. And um, with the nature of Web3 and the nature of uh, cryptocurrencies and uh, NFTs and smart contracts uh, operating on networks that are, um, that can enable a human being to be anonymous because they're operating outside of statute law, then there are, there's a massive informal economy <laughs> evolving and, and we don't, we can't measure it. We don't know who's in charge of it. We don't know what's going on. It's just an unseen voice um, issuing commands um, to operate an unseen body in an unmeasurable body. So it's, um, you know, I liken it to to a sub. If you think of the formal economy um, as the conscious economy, and this new economy as a, a, an unconscious, subconscious economy forming, we don't really know how big it is, and, it, and it's invisible. But we know it's coming. It, it will. It's going to grow exponentially, and uh, so I think if you're involved in. You know, if you, especially a, a large company, um, and you're only dealing in the formal economy, um, I would definitely start looking at how you can um, create a bridge between the uh, the formal economy and the informal economy as quickly as you can, because there's so much value building up and accumulating in the informal economy, um, and that that is sucking fiat currency out of the the money supply. Uh, in the um, in the formal economy, I mean that's still, that can still be measured in in the formal economy, but uh, there are many more scenarios where um, tokens are being minted and utilizing being utilized as a means of exchange um, outside of the formal economy, and so there's so much value being stored in the informal economy, and um, action and actions and transactions are taking place. Exchange is being uh, facilitated, um, and we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> but um, more importantly, is uh, when you can when you start linking those um, those assets that are being created uh, to resources, you can you'll then see the emergence of a resource based economy where there are actually resources moving throughout the informal economy. Um, Utilizing um, these tokens as a means of exchange uh, instead of fiat currency, and so there is a completely there's a resource based economy emerging out of nowhere, and um, it's going to it's going to debase the value of fiat currency even more than what it is right now. So um, you know, if you think prices of food at the moment are, are bad, it's, it's going to get worse, much, 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 much worse. So, um, yeah, take heed and, um, and figure out how you can get on board sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone involved in, in the actual government of New Zealand who, who's, who wants to understand this more, um, please reach out because I've tried to reach out multiple times to dozens of people who are, um, who seem indifferent to it. it. Maybe it sounds too far-fetched. I don't know, but um, it's already happening. And so if you do want to reach out, please feel free. Okay.
that's it for now for the nature of we the people. Talk soon.